I just looked it up. There are 5 million podcasts out there. 5 million. So why would anyone want to be a guest on a podcast or to start a podcast? Today, you must listen into this episode. I am talking with Casey Cheshire. He is the founder of Ringmaster Conversational Marketing. He's going to explain why it is so important to have podcasts in your marketing mix. Marketing has changed. And this is what I love about this conversation with Casey because he and I are on the same plane. We both get it and we want to let everybody else get it. Marketing has changed. It's no longer plummeting people with messages, telling them to buy, talking about ourselves. You've got to start that conversation. You've got to start the conversation that forms a relationship that instills trust and leads to loyal customers. That is how you will see your business grow year after year. But before we get started, my name is Donna Peterson, and you are listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. I go all over the world to talk with business leaders about their industry, about marketing, what's working, what's not, and what to expect in the future. So let's jump in. Hi, Casey. How are you today? I am doing so good. Thank you for having me on here. I've listened to some episodes. And I got to say, you've got something going on here. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I also I, love I, the intro music. Oh, you do? So classic. Okay. I love it. All right. And that's funny because I was just about thinking, should we change it? Should we be more cutting edge? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you should be more you. It's a, Whatever you is, you should do that in your intro. Sure. Oh, I, I love that, that you just said that because I'm a big promote proponent of that to my clients, like be unique, be you. Yeah. And that's how you'll stand out from your competition. Exactly. Yeah. No, nobody wants a, another cookie cutter, blah, blah, blah. That's right. Well, oh, now we're really going to get off topic, but that is. Let's my do it. Thing. Are we going to talk cats now or cats or babies or what, what should we talk about? <laughs> I don't want to get into the whole children thing with you. That could just end up being a sob fest. So let's not do that. But in regards to AI, one of my concerns right now is there's all these AI tools out there. There's even one. I don't know if you're aware of it, but we could take our podcast link. We can put it into their app. And in 15 minutes, it will create an email. It will create a series of social posts, schedule them, create a landing page. And boom, in 15 minutes, it's done. Wow. But my problem is, it's if you don't go back and look over what's been generated and tweak it so it's in, unique to you or sounding like your brand, that's where I'm scared that companies are all going to become this generic blah, like you just said, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And Google can tell, right? They know when your content was written by chat GPT and they're going to judge it accordingly and you're going to get the, the traffic according to it. But I don't think people are taking the time to understand that. And a lot of companies are just happy with that quick fix. Sure. 
you know, think about all that content being done within 15 minutes. I have to tell you, when I first heard of it, I'm like, oh my God, this is wonderful. And then I looked at it, I'm like, hmm, not so wonderful. <laughs> and you know what? And we've had humans spend 10 times as long and, and make bad content too. So it isn't necessarily how fast it was. It, you know, all this boils down to for me is all the games that we play in marketing. I, it like, it frustrates me to no end. I, I can't stand it. I used to do it. I ran a marketing automation agency for about a decade and we just emailed the crap out of people. It was great. But you know what? Like I started a podcast. I started connecting with people, having real relationships again. And people started buying from me just from having podcast conversations. And I thought, wait a second. You mean I could skip all this, this stuff? I could skip a lot of these games around yeah. content and this and that. And I could just have a conversation with someone. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm like sick and tired of the game. You'll like notice me, right? Like uh. no one, no one's, you know, they're going about their day, their busy job. And you're like, no, 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 no. Stop what you're doing. Give me yeah. your attention. Take, 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 take. You're just trying to take their attention. And it just drives me crazy because of all these things we do, all the tech we buy, all the yeah. events we yeah. go to, free blankets and the squishy toys that I only got from my kids anyways. Yeah. Then I'm going to unsubscribe on Monday, right? So there's all these silly games we play where we should just reach out and talk to our prospects, talk to our customers. Yeah. I, I'm I'm laughing because I wanted to talk to you and have you on because you and I are aligned with relationship building and the importance. But now as you're speaking, it's like angels. <laughs> Can Meryl put some like angelic tunes behind that as you're doing? Oh, it? that would be a you know what? Shout out to Meryl. what she can do. I know she can do. <laughs> but that's exactly the way I feel. It's because you get these uniform emails, you get these LinkedIn requests. And when I'm on LinkedIn, I seriously want to connect with someone to start a conversation. Don't accept my connection or ask me to connect and then hit me with a form letter afterwards. It's like, yeah. people, do you really think that works? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an initial ask and it's a selfish one, right? Yeah. So a lot of these messages even the emails, they're all selfish and they, they neglect my favorite radio station. And now that it's a little bit later, it's 2023 plus that mm -hmm. now it's my favorite Spotify channel, which is W I I F M. What's in it for me, right? Yeah. What is in it for me? When you check your email out, check your LinkedIn message out. If all you're doing is asking for something for you. And if, and if that recipient looks at it, and you can't tell what they get out of it, then you probably shouldn't send it. The yeah. worst offender of this whole thing is that email that says, hey, I just made a new website. Come check it out. Yeah. And you think, why? Why? I, you're proud of your website. Congratulations. <laughs> but why would you waste my time, one with an email, and then think that I'm going to then go check out your website? Now, totally different story. If yeah. you just created a new content thing that helps solve that exact problem, and you're like, hey, I made this thing for you because I know that this is a problem you have. Here you go. Yeah. Have at it. I hope you can fix your problems. You know, like totally different than check out my website or, or right. you know, click on my thing on LinkedIn, that kind of stuff. Right. It's terrible. Well, you're right. And here we are, World Innovators. We're going to be 43 years old in All right. August. Congratulations. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. But it's like, we don't go out with promotion pieces like we're 43 years old. It's like, so what? 
Your company is older than I am. That's pretty fantastic. (laughs) Ever so slightly. You're making me feel really young right now. I love this. All right. I wasn't here when it started. I was alive, though. Uh, Of course you weren't here when it started. (laughs) I wasn't far behind, but I, I just... That's neither here nor there, but you're, you're right. And I, but I think when I first started in the corporate world, it was get the sale, get the sale, get this. And I had that wake up call. I think it was over 10 years ago where it's be concentrate more on serving, concentrate more on helping the other person. And you'd be surprised the business does come in. It really does. And I have to tell you, you almost get a more meaningful purpose in what you're doing versus, okay, I got a sale. We made this much money because after a while that gets tedious. You know, if you're only always saying, okay, we got to get 10,000, we got to get another 11,000. It's like exhausting. But if you think about the meaning and the connection, like you were just talking about that you can make with individuals, that's where the excitement starts. It's, it's true. And if you can start a relationship off with a gift as opposed to a tax or a fine or a fee, yes, now we're connected. You can be my friend, but you must give me your time. I, I will take your time and you get nothing in return. And thank you. And then I, you, then you give me money. You know, it's like, that's so selfish. Stop. Yeah. We just got to stop being selfish. It absolutely drives me crazy. I literally can't stand it anymore. I, I literally can't do it anymore. No more marketing. All every marketer should literally quit their job. We should never do marketing again. This is terrible. Did you ever read the book Seth Godin had? It says marketers is for li- marketing is for liars. You know what? Um, I haven't read that, but tell me, tell me about it. what is it? What does it talk about? Goodness gracious, it was a long, long time ago. But it's like what exactly like you're talking about? We would put things out there. We would make statements. Yeah. But were they true? Like, oh right. my God, these shoes are going to make you feel 10 years younger or buy these jeans and you look like you've lost two, you know, two sizes or whatever this silly thing is. Of course, you and I are in the B2B space, so we lose that, but it could be the same yeah. thing. It could be buy this app and it will save you Sure. how much time, but do you really know how much time it's going to save me? Seriously, Seth Godin said that if I had 100 podcast episodes, he'd come on my podcast. And he didn't. So Seth Godin is a liar too. So all of marketing, we should all literally just quit. Stop trying to trick people. It's not about these lies. Just help people, right? In the end, the whole point of it, like back in the day, we used to be the voice of the customer. Everyone else is all selfish and like focused on themselves, smoking cigarette and drinking in the, in the tall building like madmen and marketing would be like, no, the customer hates this yeah. or they really need this. And then everyone would listen. Like we need to get back to those days. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's where I say, don't call it marketing anymore. I like to say it's relationship building because yeah, I like that. I just feel like it gives it say validity but it gives it more purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. And that I have to say, that's a hard thing to tell companies because companies, they want to see sales and they think, okay, hit them with a big promotion about what we have to offer. They'll buy, here are sales. And I try to say, well, if we concentrate on relationships, what you're going to see there is you're not going to see a, like a spike in sales, but then it drops off. You're going to see those nice gradual year after year increase in sales 
I love it. I love it. And that's the, that's the, that's the whole point. Yes. And sometimes we say, well, we don't want to do relationships because it's not scalable. Of course it's scalable. Just get more people to make more relationships. Okay. You got this, but enough with the tomfoolery. Let's get to these relationships. I love it. Let's do it. Well, and also with the relationships, I just read an article because they're talking about chat GPT, AI, where does it stand? And, you know, there's some controversy out there. Good. Yeah. Is it bad? My thinking is we have to embrace it. It is here. Proceed cautiously. But one of them, it was Ann Hanley from Marketing Profs who said, one of the things a robot or AI can't do is meet you at the bar for a drink, meet you at the coffee shop to have a cup of tea. Not yet, Ann. Not <laughs> You wait, you wait. <laughs> but, but I think what she was trying to say is, well, I guess eventually you are going to be able to build those relationships. But for right now, if you want right. to build a relationship, just like before you and I came on, we were talking about our children. Sure. You know, we just started a bond about parenting. Right. That's something you can't have with a robot. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, I heard a really, really good quote about that. It was, you know, AI is not going to take your job right now, but somebody else using AI probably will. Yes. Right. So it's like leveraging AI is the way to go right now. And that's why I think companies have to say, okay, I'm not dealing with it. No, don't be ignorant. I think you've got to know what's going on. You've got to be aware of the different tools that are available. You don't have to use them. I'm not saying that, but be aware that they're out there and what they do. It's, it's just, it's important. It's very yeah. important. hundred percent. All right. You and I went way, way off course a little bit, a little this bit. Is, this is the parenting podcast, right? Is that, that what this is? Did I, did I join the right pod? Is that what this? Shoot, you're in the wrong room. Is, with this, the wrong the, no, is this the AI podcast? Yeah. No, this is this is now the... this is the B2B building relationships podcast. Hell oh my yeah, gosh. It is. I gotta change the name of the podcast. We're a B2B marketing excellence podcast. I gotta change it now. <laughs> sure. You just should building. call the Donna Peterson show. Let's go. Oh, I don't think people will flock to that. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be surprised. <laughs> So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, which I think we already just answered, is about how B2B marketing is evolving and how the way B2B marketing is evolving definitely is tied into business growth. How have you adapted that within your own business and with some of your clients? How have I adapted the business growth? Like, how do you, how do you explain to them about, okay, this is where B2B marketing is going. You need to get on board so that your business will grow into the future. Because if those companies, I feel, if those companies don't get on board, they're going to be left behind. Oh, sure. You know, and, you know, apologies in advance. I am a, a reformed marketer. I was a marketer realized the silly games I was playing and now I'm a podcaster and I'm a podcast marketer because it's all about the relationships. So the, the thing that stood out to me was it was this cool quote, Zig Ziglar. Do you remember him? Remember that he's got two Z's in his name. You should oh, look. Oh yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, nobody names their kids cool like that anymore. Come on. Like if you're listening Wait, to this, my son's name is Jack. So I <laughs> right. 
if you're listening to this and, and you're about to have a baby, name your baby Zig. And if not, Casey or Donna are good alternatives. But he, he had this quote and it said, if people like you, they'll listen to you. And if they trust you, they'll buy from you. And I think all this crazy technology and AI and all these things can be boiled down to that. Yeah, We'd love to have a conversation and people will have a one if they, if they like us, they'll continue it. And if we have a bit of a trust relationship going on and they have a need, maybe they'll buy from us. And it's like it, we can boil all these tricks and traps and all these things down into people like you, people trust you. And for me, there's nothing better than having a conversation like we're having right now yeah. to decide if you like someone. And you may not like me after this. You may not even trust me after this, but I hope you will because I'll just that be myself. That statistic you told me earlier made me think I don't like you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, <laughs> uh, I know it, we're stuck on that. Yeah, but it, either way, right? So the idea of a, a podcast, people, you can not only chat about business and, and find out if you have some correlations with each other and you both agree with certain things. But you also find out that you both have kids and, you know, yeah. they're both important to you and you start to like each other. Yeah. And then trust, there's different ways that the places that comes from. And for me, I, I do prep calls for my podcast, but there's different ways you can do it. But the idea of trust can be saying what you're going to do and then doing it, right? And so if you can demonstrate that even on a little call like this in front of millions of people, yeah. then you start forming a relationship. And I literally have had people after a podcast you know, ask more about services and that kind of thing. So for me, my number one recommendation for people, launch a podcast. Yeah. I have to tell you, I agree with that. We started, we're in our third year now with our podcast. I know we're relatively new, but the conversation- That's a long time though. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. People pod fade after four and 12 episodes. So- I, I've loved it. You know, sometimes everyone in the office says, well, Donna, how much money are you getting from this? Is it really helping the business? And I'm like, but I like it. I really mm. like what I'm doing. I, these conversations I'm having with my guests, we get into things I didn't know about them. And some of the people I've worked with, with over 20 years, and I didn't know some of the information I find out about them. And I've gone to trade shows and I was at one in May. And someone came up to me and goes, I listen to your podcast all the time. Just keep up the great work. Oh, and wow. he walked He walked away though. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know who they were. And I thought, okay, if one person walks away from any podcast and got a great idea, then my work here is done. Yeah. But what's crazy is the the return there there are calculable ROIs that can come from podcasting right so just having some of these relationships isn't fantastic but you start creating amazing content content you might be paying a content agency for and maybe you have someone writing a piece of content that isn't very good at it anyways and the content's terrible right so terrible content's not worth paying for anyways but instead you have these two experts on the call and they're saying the expert stuff and you don't really need to fact check it because whatever you want to write is just already occurred on the conversation. So you have gobs and gobs of content, but then you end up being able to convert some of your guests. If yes. you hyper target your guest, so your guest is an ideal buyer. Yes. And I, I did this accidentally, right? I accidentally interviewed the CMO to a company and this is from my last company and she absolute badass. She was totally cool. Uh, but after the call, she mentioned that her team was migrating to the one software that my agency focused on. Oh, good. 
Like, no kidding. I didn't know you were doing that. She didn't know that I was the one that specialized in that. And it had such a great call together that we thought, and we had a prep call as well. So we had a couple calls under our, our, our history together. So we got our teams together on another call, scoped out what turned into like a $40,000 migration package. Uh, and there was no sales cycle because it's like business amongst friends. Yeah. And I told my team, Hey, this is my friend. Like, make sure we take good care of her. And then we signed up and worked together. And that, that is how it should be. That's the old school sale coming back from a relationship. And if you, so if you target those people the right way, then man, that conversation can be really fun. You don't really have to sell them, right? If the targeting is hardcore, the conversation doesn't have to be. If the targeting's weak, then you have to be really deliberate and hey, do you have this? And no, no, no. Have a really good targeting so you can just have a conversation. Yeah. That's that's amazing. And congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank a, you. That, that's a nice perk. You know, you enjoy doing the podcast. You're getting out very valuable information to people, but here you gained a client also. Yeah. And then, like we talked about, we do these interviews and you can get a wealth of content ideas, whether you break it up into social posts or possibly a blog or an email, whatever it might be, you get that all from this conversation you and I are totally. having. Totally. And I don't know about you. I'm I'm a better talker than I am a writer. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. And you know, I can write, but you spend that hour or two. And then 12 people or 1200 people like it on LinkedIn. And you never know which one's going to be the case. One time I just blatantly tried putting Marvel uh, superheroes on the, the imagery on LinkedIn. Another time it was a Coast Guard helicopter rescuing someone, which yeah. I thought was super cool. Did nothing to affect it. But then obviously I had some movie star on there and she was beautiful and she, and then uh, sure enough, they got more clicks, but you know, like it's so fickle and, and you spend yeah. so much time creating that content. Did it even help people? Did it even accomplish what you wanted it to do? Right. Well, I've never gotten up from writing a piece of content and get the feeling I get every single time I finish a podcast or finish yeah. an interview with someone because I get so enlightened and it's refreshing to know there's other people out there that feel the same way about marketing. You know, right. like we said, people can't be doing marketing the way we've always done it before. It's me here. We're the best company ever. We've got this product. No, it has to be about building those relationships and offering value of what these people need. Yeah. What's well, in it for me? It's favorite yeah. favorite song playlist. <laughs> it is. So now when you go into companies, are you trying to say, okay, you really should get a podcast. How do you work it? Do you promote doing the podcasting with them or are you just going in to help them with their marketing in general? And then the podcast segment comes up. No, it's like this rapid turnkey thing where people have another problem, not, not even knowing that the podcast is a solution. They have this problem, which is man, I've lost track of my customers. I don't know what their real pain points are. They don't seem to be responding to my marketing or my sales phone calls, or anything for that matter, man, it's getting rough out there, and I don't know what's going on. And the number one place to start is just to have a conversation with those people and ask them the question, hey, what is your biggest challenge? I literally get ideal dream customers on my own podcast, and I ask them, what keeps you up at night? What's your big challenge? Oh, my god! They tell you. 
And then yeah. you start understanding your customers again. So we, we go in and we address either a lack of leads or a lack of business, or this brand is having a hard time competing with the big guys out there yeah. who can spend millions on brand. How do we get out there? How do we get noticed? And again, we, I, I don't, we can't do the games, right? No more games, no, no more spending a hundred grand on an event, hoping oh. and praying someone will take your peppermint patties out of the candy bowl, right? <laughs> like this is not what it's about. It's yeah. about connecting with people. And yes. so we go in and we say, okay, who do you want to talk to? Who are your dream customers? Not just the ones that are nice to have and yeah. are slightly annoying. No, yeah. the dream. The ideal. Yeah. 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 The ideal customer profile, right? And sometimes people don't know. And I think that's where maybe we need to partner up on this and we need to have someone help them figure out um, who this is. But let's say you have this in mind, who you want to talk to. Great. We get a, a lot of good information from you, the shape, the size, the look of them, what kind of funding, what size company, industries, what's the role, is it the VP of this or that, yeah. is it the CEO? And then what we do is we create a show from, from scratch. So what should we call it? The name matters so much. Yeah. Uh, what should we talk about on it? Who should we have on there? All those things. We can create a whole brand for it. So it's got a cool look and feel. And then- well, go out and invite the guests for you. All you need to do is show up for the calls. Right. Tell us who your customers are that you want to meet. We do everything else. And so we'll yep. go out. We'll invite these people on your behalf. A professional producer inviting your dream customer, customer to be on your show. That's right. really cool. And then they hop on a, a prep call with you. And then they hop on a show. And you've just met and built relationships with you know, a one season, like a year season yeah. of a weekly show. That's good 48 dream clients. And these aren't like the little yeah. deals. These are like the quarter smashing deals that could happen. And you get to meet 48 of these people and build relationships with them. So that's and what we really, queue up. And you're really getting to know the individual. Yeah, you really During do. that podcast, it's not that you're just at a trade show, you meet them, you talk for like right. a few minutes. No, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you're having this conversation. So you really get to know them. Yeah, They really get to know you too. You know, you kind of get yeah. a feel of someone, you know, whether you think you can work together, whether your personalities are the same, what you have to offer. If Are you thinking along the same path? It's amazing what you can get from a podcast interview. 100%. Including the customer. They yes. pay, it's the kind of customer that pays you a ton of money and then is super happy with what you do. Just you're like your actual offering, right? Sometimes <laughs> those people that aren't the ideal customers you have to work so much harder yes. and they're never happy. But when you get those dream clients who are like, yep, I paid the invoice yesterday, all set, you know, no complaints. Here you go. I'll see you on the yep. next one. And they're just happy. Like that's what makes business fun. That's what makes that word marketing fun is because we're no longer trying to play the game of getting someone's attention and playing a game of getting someone on a phone or playing a game of saying, ignore everyone else. Just look at me. We're screwing all those games. We don't need those. Throw them in the trash. Well, like Pour I said, the weekends podcasting during the week. Yeah. Well, like I said, that we should get rid of that word marketing almost and be relationship builders because that's what we're doing. We're not marketing like a lot of top executives think of marketing. And I've gone into companies where they'll say marketing doesn't work. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say, you know what? You're right. Marketing doesn't work if it's not done properly. Yeah. If it's not done correctly, if you think you're going to go to big, huge B2B 
databases and just plummet these people with emails over and over and over and get your sales, that's not going to happen. Maybe, like we said, maybe it'll happen for little, it'll spike up, but eventually you'll lose those people and you're back down again. Yeah. So this, what you're talking about, this is where you, how do I say, you, you really get into the meat of it. Right. You make it's, those- it's permanent. It's lasting. It's, it's, it's permanent growth that you're building as opposed to that temper. And honestly, that other stuff isn't even that effective, right? Yeah. Oh, well, spam. Why do people send spam? Because 0.0001% of people are like dumb enough mm-hmm. to like fall for it. And yeah. it's okay. Let's go do more. It's, like, it's not the answer. That is not going to be what gets you those growth numbers. That's going to get you through the tough winter seasons in the economy. Like that is not what's going to do it. The only yeah. thing that's going to get you through that is connecting with your customers. That's right. And what we even talked about earlier, even those LinkedIn requests, we all get those connection requests where you think it's someone who just wants to have a conversation with you, but no, bam, they follow up with a sales promotion. I've even had some where I've said, not interested, not interested. And they keep sending them over and over. And I used to just let it go. Now I'm vocal about, I go back, I (laughs) said, I have told you several times, you know, no. And Today, I even got an email from a gentleman. I've said three times now to take me off his list. His personalization in the subject line stinks because they have it where it's the icon first name instead of Donna. And I said, I've asked you three times, take me off your list. And if you're going to do personalization, do it right. Right. Maybe we should call him up right now, live on the show, you know, put him on speakerphone and be like, so what? You need marketing help. You know, no, because I tried to email him back and guess what happened? No reply. The no reply email. It, it, and it bounced back, you know, because they jump around, you know, they don't stay at that same. I will say what works great. Here's my power tip on LinkedIn spam. Yeah. Uh, I hard pitch them back. Right. So someone's like, Hey, you want to hop on a call? And I was like, well, that's a good question. It all revolves around the fact of, do you have a podcast? You're like, Oh, um, (laughs) no, we don't have one. I'm like, well, you probably should get one. Right. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to hop on a call to talk about getting on a podcast? And they're like, Oh, so you, you flip yeah. them. I'm asking them if they want to get on a call and then suddenly they don't want to get on a call, which is really fun. And then they get confused. They're like, I thought I reached out to you. I'm like, no, I, I reached out to you. Right. How did this start? And they get really confused. It's great. It's great. You're playing with them. You're playing little cat yes. and mouse, I think. Yes. <laughs> I can just Send see. your spammers to me. I shall play with them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So how did you decide to go into this? You know, I fall into these things. It, it, now what I understand is passion, right? So about a decade ago, I was working with this marketing automation tool called Pardot, and I loved it. I couldn't shut up about it, and I turned a company around with it and then another one and another one. And I just had such a good time with marketing automation. It made sense to me. And I loved telling the story to other people. Eventually people said, that sounds cool. Could you help me with it too? Right. Which started this 10 year adventure of growing a company and helping people with marketing automation and Pardot and Salesforce, and all that. So much fun. And it was three years ago where I started a podcast. Like I've been saying to create content, I didn't realize it was going to be this relationship machine, but just to make content. And I realized I loved it. Even after the first one, I loved it. Uh, I I used to get super nervous beforehand and I I would actually jump on a trampoline 
before some podcasts. I'm like, all right, let's go. Tony let's Robbins go. does that. Did you? Know I that? know. I okay. know. Exactly. That's where I got the idea from. And so, uh, yeah, but I just, I loved it. I, I could podcast all day, every day. And really, if you, and if you can attach something that you love to a business purpose or a value, then that's magic. And so soon after launching my own podcast and telling people about it, they said, Hey, that sounds really cool. Could you help me with that too? And that sort of pattern repeated itself where I'm just happy to help people reconnect with customers. It's through this thing called a podcast, but really it's just a recorded conversation between two people. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. You said that because the whole reason why we started ours, or I wanted to start ours is because I was having these great conversations with publishers about industry specific lists, because we help our clients find those sources that really Mm. target their audience. But I said, I can tell my clients, I spoke to the publisher, but why not let them listen in? Why not let them hear how their yeah. lists are compliant, opted in, and how they segment the list and how industry-specific publishers handle their sources differently. And that's how it all, all began. It was just, like wow. you said, I was having these great conversations with people on the phone, but why keep it between us? Yeah. Yeah. Share that. I mean, that's what Let's people share want to hear. It. People want to hear you and I just having a crazy time on a, it's a Thursday, but whenever you're listening to this, it's Friday. Pretend yeah. today's Friday. Happy <laughs> Friday to everyone listening. Please stop confusing me like that because I'm going <laughs> to come up and think today is Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so we talked about a lot of things. Let me ask you a last final question. What do you see? 42. For- what? The answer is 42. <laughs> I have no idea. Go ahead. <laughs> um. Wasn't that Robinson's baseball number? I think so. It's also the the secret to the universe. Apparently, it's forty two, but we don't know what the question is to get. No, to. but the question is, what do you see for the future with marketing or relationship building? Yeah. So there are any guesses how many podcasts there are out there in the world? Oh, I know the numbers grown greatly. I don't yeah. know the exact number right now. So uh, two to three million. So let's say three, let's, let's round up because we're friends, right? Three million podcasts out there, but only something like a couple hundred thousand are active. Because again, you have people start something. If they're not working with a team like ours, then the problem is it's a lot of work. So you need someone to help you out. Yeah. So shout out to Meryl, shout yeah. out to Sam, and everyone on my team too, right? So you need someone to help you with podcasts. Otherwise you could pod fade. So only a couple hundred thousand podcasts active. Any guesses how many blogs there are out there in the world? Oh, there's a lot more than that. Yeah. 200 million or so. Who's counting, right? (laughs) So this is a thing where in the old days, I remember having to like really beat the wall down and say, you got to have a blog. You got to do content. It's not enough. Just do a brochure on your website. You got to have thought leadership and content. And some people listen, 200 million businesses apparently have. There's yeah. a lot more that don't have them still, but it's it's a trend, right? In, in, in the right direction. It wasn't like here today and gone tomorrow, like Google Glasses. Yeah. This is something that's been sustainable, right? I see the same thing happening happening with a podcast because with a podcast, you this ties into the fact that more and more of the sales process is happening offline, right? It's not yes. happening with your sales rep, with you, with your, even your marketing material. It's happening someone else out there hearing, hearing our conversation. And somebody might be looking at your company or my company going, do I want to do business with this person? Right. 
And if it was a good conversation and they, they liked who we were, if we were acting yeah. very much authentically ourselves and they liked that, that, right. that becomes like a, a calling card. So I see the idea of the maker and the creation and the idea of the influencer is no longer that Instagram star and it's no longer the yeah. Mr. Beast on YouTube. All of us become these micro creators. The tools are out there. The teams are out there to yeah. help make it easier for, you, easier for you to create. And so people with something to say or people with something to share, some knowledge or some businesses that could help other people out, they're yeah. going to start putting this content out there more and more. And and the best stuff that people want to hear is not the solo rant and rave. It's a conversation. Yes. Two or three people. They're learning together, joking, making fun of each other. Right. <laughs> That's And so that is going to become the calling card where before people buy, they're going to go listen to a podcast. And how I know this happened is one of my most um, downloaded episodes of the Hardcore Marketing Show um, is – is not, you know, this famous book author. It's not yeah. this other person who has all these fans on LinkedIn yeah. and all these other places. It's this VP of sales from a company in Texas. And we had such a great conversation. He was authentic. He talked about how he cares and he serves his customers. It's not trying about tricking them. It's like, yeah. we're going to make a difference here, but and this is what it costs, but like, let's do business, right? He's so transparent. And I, I, mean, I was really impressed talking about building trust and relationship yeah. on a pod. Like if I needed what his company did, I would have bought it already. Right. Yes. It, and so, um, it, cause it was very much like yeah. relating to construction and buildings and stuff. So he was fantastic. And what he decided to do, he loved the interview as well. He now uses that podcast interview and he sends it to every one of his prospects and he says, before you can do business with me, I want you to go listen to this. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is how I nice. care about you and what I'm going to do for you, right? Yeah. If you like what you hear, great. If you don't, that's fine too. And yeah. so he's using this as this calling card saying, here's, here's me. And if you want to do business with me, let's do it. So yeah. I see that happening across the board with you, with my business, with everyone listening to this, you're going to have call it a show, but call it a conversation that everyone else can take part in. They're going to be everywhere. And it won't be this, this like, oh, there's only a few of them. They're, they're going to be 200 million podcasts yes. out there. And that means there's a lot, but it also means anytime you want to hear what someone really thinks, not what they, what they think to try to impress a customer or something, but what they really right. think, you tune into a podcast and you get to know them. Yeah. Can you think about all the steps you save or how long it would take either meeting for coffee or over email or over phone calls that you save with a podcast like this? Oh, yeah. You know, you get to know the individual, you get a feel for, like I said, how they work, their personality, what they might like. Do we like to joke a little? Are we too serious? <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. it might be. But you really can cut through it. And I feel that, you know, because there's tons of companies out there that do what I do. Sure. But the ones that work with me, it, it is a personality match. You know, our personalities match. We get each other and we work well. And like you said, those are those ideal clients you really want to work with because it's a win-win for both of you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. You tune in and you like what you hear. Yeah. And then just quickly for our audience, let me tell you, we've had a blog since 2010. 
We've had the podcast for the last three years. We definitely by far have gotten more of a response from our podcast than we ever did with our blogs. So, And podcasts are searchable. Podcasts can create content that Google can send organic traffic your way. So it's not like yeah. you need one or the other. I mean, oftentimes our pod just feeds our blog yeah. and, and vice versa. So, yeah. yeah. And some people will say, well, I'm not going to start a podcast because no one's going to be interested in what I have to say. And all I have to say is you have an audience. It may not be a huge audience because like you said, you may not be Mr. Beast or you're not Tony Robbins, but you're Casey Cheshire, you're Donna Peterson, you're talking about quality B2B marketing. So the people who want to listen to you are the people you want listening to you, you know? <laughs> Huge point, huge point. So when we launch podcasts, we don't just do anything. We used to say, well, you know, a podcast is like a blank canvas. You can paint however you'd like. It, that's true. Problem is people would knock themselves out. We're like, knock yourself out. And they like bonk, they run into the wall because you can create any kind of thing you want, but there's a certain way to introduce a guest. There's a certain way to have a flow of the show. There's a certain way to end a show. Yeah. There are things that you need to do in order to have a show that builds those kind of relationships. And so we created this thing called connection casting. So it's all about the guest. So with connection casting is a certain kind of podcasting where the guest is the most important. Yes, the audience is important, but isn't it better hearing a conversation where the two people are really just focused on each other and they're not even really thinking about the audience. I mean, kind of, but like really they're just so locked into a great conversation yeah. that everyone else gets to be a part of. And and it's almost like we're sneaking into a room to hear it. Right. So connection they're casting, you they're focus on, the on our conversation right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're welcome. Come on over here, ha pull up a diet Pepsi, have a seat and, uh, and listen to this conversation. But you brought up a great point when you, do connection casting. When the guest yeah. is the most important person, it doesn't matter if anyone listens. So yeah. so when you say, well, you're not Tony Robbins, you're not this person, that's okay. Yeah. Because those people, right? You're not Joe Rogan. Those people have ears and ears and ears of people listening, right? right. So the, but the point here is not, I want to be famous. I want to have, no, yeah. no, no. You don't need to be Mr. Beast. You just can be the podcast and you want to go super niche, right? You want to go yeah. super targeted. One of my favorite examples of this is the U.S. Government Contracting Officer Podcast, right? Oh. <laughs> U.S. Government Contracting Officer Podcast, the most boring name you've ever heard. Yeah. But if you're a U.S. Government Contracting Hi. Officer, you think, wow, that's my podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that's super niche. And that's just for me. And guess what? Mm -hmm. A lot of them listen. And I know it's not really about this, but there's a line out the door of people who are willing to sponsor that show because they would also like to have the time and attention of those eyes and ears that you've attracted with your super niche show. So yeah, you don't go crazy. You don't try to make a catch-all show. You zero in. Yeah. Who's your ideal customer? Really? And then make a show all about them. That's the other tricky part. It's not the show all about me. It's not the Casey yeah. and I joked earlier, the Donna show. I do want to make those one day just to have fun. But when you make a B2B podcast, connection casting, it's all about the guests. So the name is all about the guest. Yeah. And then the questions are all about the guest. And it is a gift. Like you having me on here yeah. is a gift. Yeah. You're giving me time and attention and you're letting me talk, right? Yeah. So that's the difference between even getting coffee together where you're yeah. talking and I'm talking. No, no, no. This it, it, This is more than buying someone coffee. This is giving someone your attention for an hour. It's brilliant. Yeah.
It's it's wonderful. And I, I've enjoyed the journey, as I mentioned. Every guest I've enjoyed talking to, I just, I love it. And it's it's a big joke within the office. They're like, you really should be a talk show host. <laughs> yeah, should. <laughs> and I said, I would love it. If anyone wants to hire me, I'd love to be a talk show host or a monitor. Slash therapist, right? Marketing therapist. Any, well, yeah. <laughs> I can talk about marketing till I'm blue in the face. Matter of fact, my family is sick of hearing me talk about marketing. We'll be out, look at a restaurant, at a menu. And I'm like, oh, isn't this awful? Look what they're doing here. Oh, yeah. This Same. restaurant didn't even tell us that they were open on, th you know, they're like, okay, mom, just, just knock it off. <laughs> so, but. I have a restaurant experience to share with you. Uh, Italy, in Rome, I looked up, what's the number one? This was on a honeymoon. This was, yeah. what's the number one? restaurant in rome on TripAdvisor. yeah up cops this little restaurant over here in this this alley or whatnot okay cool uh we go there it's a little you know the light flickers on and off and it's not all together i mean it's outdoors it's, it's kind of nice good food but at the end they they put down uh two glasses of limoncello oh. which my wife hates but i like <laughs> and so did she have some and I helped her with it? Probably. But it was like, here's the bottle and there, here's two things. And they're like, this is on us. And there's a little card saying, if you liked us, rate us on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Right. And I thought, brilliant. Yeah. And then after I finished mine, um, and when the waiter came back, I said, look, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I would like to have a little more limoncello. Can I please buy a glass of limoncello now? Because yeah. one is not enough. Right. So can I please buy one? He says, oh, no, sir. This bottle is for you right? Have as much as you'd like. And I thought, you sons of bitches, that's exactly why you're number one on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Like uh, for the <laughs> price of a, a glass of mini glass of limoncello, you just like wowed the heck out of me. And now I'm talking about you on a podcast 13 years later, right? So yeah. like, it's those kind of magical experiences that that's the good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. When people go above and beyond, I had I don't, I, I don't want to hold you. I just had a quick story with Tell the parking, me. That hear parking the story. spot, the parking spot in Bradley airport. I came in there on Tuesday. In we Connecticut? Just got back. Yep. In Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're at parking spot. We just landed. I'm getting in the car because I got to rush back to the office for a meeting. Car won't start. Oh no. Worst I got to cancel ever. my interview, blah, blah, blah. I, we go to the office. They are at the car in less than 10 minutes, ready to jump the car. At the end, we're trying to give him some money. Thank you. He's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We hope you enjoyed having the car here. You know, go on your way. And I'm like, thank you so much. This was so kind of you. And then as I go to leave, I noticed they will do a detailing, waxing, washing of your car. And I'm thinking, how smart are these people? First of all, the gentleman was amazing. You know, in this day and age, first time-wise, and amazing. just very nice man. But it's those little instances that where, where am I going to park the next time on any airport? Hell yeah. You're I'm going to fly into Bradley just, just so I can park there. Yeah, just like, just like you. Where are you going to go to eat when you go to Rome? You're going to go to... Yeah. in the alleyway because they treat you nicely but it's also when you were talking about getting that one customer from your podcast and how you told your team hey this is a good friend of mine treat them well blah 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 and a lot of times when people ask me well how have you survived 43 years and i i'll say we treat our clients as if they're part of the family we don't it's not 
okay, let's get this order or you're too small. Yeah. We don't handle you. No, we are going to handle you whether your order brings in a hundred dollars or whether you stay with us for 20 years. It's just, and that was based on what my mother did 43 years ago. She always said quality over quantity. And yeah. that comes from, you know, the list, but also the service that we give. And you've got core values that you stand yeah. by and that that's, yeah. People respect that if you yeah. stand for something. Yeah, definitely. Well, Casey, I want to thank you so much for your time. This was a yeah. blast. <laughs> we will have to do it again real soon. Thank you so much for having me on here. I've loved every minute. Oh, good. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. Please hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss our next episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to talk to me, please feel free to send me an email to dpeterson at worldinnovators.com. Till next time, have a great day.